Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Football Podcast, supported by FNB Channel Islands. I'm Tony Kerr. Alongside me is Guernsey Press Sports Editor Rob Batties. Hello. Coming up today, we'll be discussing the big news out of St Andrews, with Rangers set to merge with Manza ahead of next season. We'll also reflect on the final games in this feature-length Prio League campaign and speak to Leon Meekin and Dom Yeom from title winners Saints. Uh, plus, Rob will be giving us his Prio team of the season, so make sure you keep listening for that. Uh, Rob, let's start though with that news you broke over the weekend and a big development in domestic football in the island. Rangers and Manza uh, set to merge. What's it going to look like? Well, um, from what I understand, and I was um, grateful for a long briefing yesterday from the Rangers hierarchy, that it's um, very much um, more of an integration of Manza into Rangers. Um, when I first heard of it, I thought, oh, no, Rangers, don't be so silly. 128 years, don't give away um, all that history, all that rich history um, for the sake of a, a small, short-term advantage. But it's far from that. It really is um, um, something that's come about largely through the vacancy of the um, Rangers first team coach position um, the fact that Manza needed somewhere to play as a home base for next season Rangers very much wanted to play their home first team games at the KG5 and had a, um, a, a, a quite a foothold on the KG5 in terms of the training facilities there um, and Manza had a long-term, well, sorry, a, a, a sizable sponsorship deal already signed up. It made sense that um, the two teams will be coming together for um, the con- forthcoming season um, at Prio League level, Lancaster 1 and under-18s, under the Manza Rangers banner. Um, but Rangers very much remain Rangers, um, that has not going to change the board of directors which they've got there is is very very heavily rangers orientated and this is more of a um branding exercise really in terms of the title um, very much um, you, you must regard Manza Rangers next season as very much you would see um, JTC Wanderers which has existed in Jersey for quite a few number of years um, and in recent times at Sylvans UCF Sylvans no more than that it's um, Rangers 100% um, with a, a very valued and um, welcome input from the Manza Club which um, has been going for 10 years but is running its course, um, natural course, and um, it it should should be um, interesting um, um, season ahead for them. They've certainly got a lot of players. They're going to have a lot of teams um, in the lower leagues. Both Manza and Rangers will play separately, um, a bit like we see at Sylvans at the moment with Sylvans and Rockane Pirates in the same division. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be um, exciting little. Um, connection between two clubs yeah it sounds like a good fit for for both clubs obviously rangers have uh, at first team level have had a very young side haven't they for the last few years manza certainly more experienced um you know on on the first team pitch so certainly yeah the way things could shape up for next season and and going forward do you see them becoming more of a force in the pre-league oh, undoubtedly i mean if you imagine the best of manza um combined with the um the very very um, strong wealth of youth talent um, the Rangers um, can provide um, 
and on a, on a very, very lovely surface at the KG5, which they'll be playing on. I think we're going to have a, a, a very, very um, decent um, unit there. I mean, I, from what I understand, the likes of Marlon Jardim, who's, you know, one of the best strikers in the league, who's non-GFC, will be, you know, part and parcel of this. Um, the Manza will, uh, will be losing probably four or five of their players to back to Green Lions. But um, I think there's every prospect, the likes of... Um, Matt Loring will be very much on board, and um, you know they've got some good, good, good. Still got some good players. Um, Manta, which will throw into the Rangers mix, will will, will bring up um, a, a, some, an, an interesting combination. And so, of course, that means that the Premier League will drop back from nine to eight teams. Um, overall, is your gut feeling this is good for Guernsey football? Well, it's got to be. I mean, we can't have a situation um, where we've got potentially two really, really weak sides um, out of nine. Um, and it, we f- we'll face that prospect with Manza, I say, losing those GFC players, becoming very, very, very weak. Um, and, and, of course, a sad situation with Alderney, you know, that they have suddenly, you know, hit the buffers there, remain very keen, but the, the depth of talent isn't there. And... Unfortunately, I can't really see that improving in time for next season. So, um, no, an eight-team Premier League division is not a disaster by any means. That probably means 21 games and all the various cup games. No problem at all. You'll have more detail on the Rangers-Manza um, amalgamation in Tuesday's paper, so keep an eye out for that. Yep, that's right. We've gone into quite a lot of detail. And as I say, um, as somebody who um, has been a, a great admirer of Rangers hi- history and, and, and a lot of the people involved with the Rangers club in, in for many, many years, I, I've no doubt that what they're doing actually is very, very good. And old Rangers should have no fears on this at all. Well, they finished up the Premier League season. Of course, the, the season coming to a close with a couple of games over the weekend. Um, Rangers beaten 3-2 by St. Martins. We're going to be hearing from Neil Meekin and Dom Yeom uh, in a moment. Uh, the other game, of course, crucial for, for how things would finish um, You know, in the top three. Sylvan's drawing one all at home against Rovers. So uh, it means Rovers um, obviously finished second. Sylvan's clinching that third spot uh, just ahead of Bells in fourth. Um, yeah, you were at that one, Rob. Uh, yeah, the right result of the day and, and, and yeah, the right think, result for Sylvans. Yeah, it was the right result for Sylvans. I'm really pleased for them because they have played... They've had a great season um, and they so deserve to finish in the top three. Um, it was not a place where you imagined they would finish at, back last August. Um, but Martin Degare um, and his coaching team really, really brought that team on um, it, greatly, you know, they and um, with the goals of Kyle Smith, the defending of Jacob Fallais, and the goalkeeping of Nick Batiste, who was absolutely outstanding on Saturday at St Peter's. Um, you know, they thoroughly warranted that position because they, you know, they were in the running for the title for ninety percent of the campaign. You know, they ran out of steam a bit at the end, um, which is a bit understandable. They were very much a young, a young team. And um, no, I was pleased for them. I really was. Um, and Rovers showed a lot of their qualities as well. I mean, they could have easily won this game on Saturday. Um, and they probably wonder um, how they didn't. You know, Nick Battis, as I said, was outstanding, made five absolutely out of this world saves. Um, and yet it needed a fantastic Finn Whitmore deep stoppage time equaliser to rescue a point. Um, 
Now, Rovers um, still playing some good stuff, even though they've got some notable injuries. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they um, push St Martins very hard in this weekend's Jeremy Cup final. And it is testament, I think, to just how well St Martins have finished the season. That you know, obviously, we spoke uh, ahead of the restart on this um, this Guernsey Press Football podcast, and you know, we were eyeing up this three-way title race. It looked like it was going to be very close on paper. In the end, uh, Saints finishing ten points clear of Rovers and eighteen clear of Sylvans. Um, so they, they, you know, they really did move into another gear, didn't they? They did. You know, um, they, they've got something special about them, Sir Martin. They've got this DNA, they've got a lot the strength of character and fitness up Sir Martins as um as held sway really in this. Um Sylvans and Rovers they're not flattered to deceive, but they've just been shown a little they've been found wanting a little bit at the when it came when push came to shove at the end of the season and um Sir Martin just went stronger and stronger and stronger. Um Great, you know they're thoroughly, thoroughly deserving champions, and it's just a shame there's no Upton at the end of it because I think they would have given um, the Jersey champions a real run for their money this year and perhaps beat them. Well, that's it for part one of this football pod. Coming up next, we'll hear from the Saints guys. Welcome back to the Guernsey Press Football Podcast. Rob's Prio League team of the season coming up. And now I imagine there'll be a few players from St. Martins in there. Uh, Saints, of course, crowned champions with a couple of games to spare, sealing a second title in the last three years. Winners, in fact, in the last two completed seasons now. Uh, well, I'm delighted to say their coach, Leon Meakin, is here with us, along with a man who leads from the front on the field, Dom Yeom. Thanks for coming in on a sunny bank holiday morning, guys. No worries. Good morning. Oh, it's nice to see you. Great. Good to see you. Um, you rounded off that league campaign then with a 3-2 win uh, over Rangers on Saturday. Satisfying way to, to close off the pre season, Leon? Uh, yeah, really happy um, to finish with another win and um, make a few changes, give people opportunities to play that may not have played um, as regularly for us as they might have wished this season. And a couple of debuts too for um, two 17-year-olds, Alex Roussel and um, Josh Duddy, who played very well. Yeah, fantastic. And we'll come on to you know the, the couple of games that are still to come because there is some uh, some some big fixtures left in the in the calendar in this kind of epic season that we're sort of coming to a, a close in. Just take us back over this this title winning season. There, how does it compare to a couple of years ago? Because obviously North were going really well before that season got null and voided last year. Um, what what have you guys done to to sort of wrestle back control at the top of the thing? Well, I think two years ago when we last won it, um, we had a bit of an exodus actually afterwards. We lost, I think, 12 or 13 players to different clubs, a um, couple moved away. Um, so it was a bit of a transitional season for us, I think, last year. Um, lots of youngsters coming through and into the squad. Um, so this season, it's been, it's been really satisfying. Probably, for me, more satisfying than the first, first one that we won two years ago, um, just because we've we rebuilt it really. Um, from within the club rather than attracting players from outside, um, which probably two years ago we, we had to do. We had to bring people in from other clubs to, to you know, mount a title challenge. So to do it from within this time has been really pleasing. Yeah, Dom, for you, how sweet has this title been? Yeah, I think um, I agree with Leon there. I was involved three, two or three years ago when we, when we won it, um, but this year definitely has felt a lot more enjoyable. Um, I think our performances on the pitch have... I've been been pretty good, especially since lockdown. Um, so yeah, it's been great to be involved and to, to have won the, the Prio twice in the last three years with St Martins. 
strikes me that there's a really strong Saints DNA in the group now, which you say you didn't have two years ago. How important has that been, Leon, that it is a St Martins group? You can you can feel that clearly. Yeah, massively. I think um, everybody buys into it. Everybody kind of, uh, you know, they, they might be a little bit more patient if they're not playing. They understand the kind of DNA of the club, as, as you say. Um, people, you know, such as Dom, Simon, Jamie Dodd, who've come back in from from GFC um, and have kind of come back to the club. And, you know, I guess, you know, I can't speak for Don, but I think these people come back to try and help the next generation come through. So, you know, I think there's a kind of, you know, a really good relationship between the older players and the younger players within the club. But, uh, you know, it's everybody's buying into to playing the same way and, and pulling in the same direction. And, of course, you're back playing at Blanche-Pierre after that long break away from the club, which you hurt you badly last season as well didn't it massively yeah I think our home form this year we we won 11 of the 12 home league games that we played um so you know we are a better team on Blanche PLA than, than we are perhaps away from home but you know half the league's played away from home so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to play well wherever you play but yeah I mean playing at Blanche PLA is a massive thing for us I think in the end you've won it quite comfortably I mean did you what was your feeling at the start of the season did you were you both Confident that you could finish top? I think so. We had, we we definitely had the team, and we had a couple of um, players that had come back um, and joined the fold. But I think with North being so strong last year and running away with it before, obviously the season got voided. Um, we knew it was going to be competitive, and it has been competitive until the last couple of weeks. But um, I think we were always quietly confident. Yeah, I think um, the unknown was whether GFC would play initially, and where those players would end up playing that, that came back into the league. Um, but I think we did believe in ourselves and, and we knew we had a strong group. And we saw it as a year where it was a free hit for us, really, because if we didn't win it, perhaps nobody would have expected us to win it without picking up GFC players. But, but you were never going to be reliant on GFC players no, this season, were you? No, absolutely not. Um, you know, had had Ross wanted to play and had wanted to play for St Martins, we would have taken Ross, obviously. How hard did you push that one? <laughs> um, not at all, really. No, uh, nothing from me. Um, he did say he enjoyed his few yeah. trips up there. Uh, look, and it was the same with Jamie. You know, I've got a really good, good relationship with Jamie, but we never really spoke about signing for Saints initially. It was kind of, you know, leave him to it and he would make his own decision. There was nothing I was going to say that would convince him otherwise. So, you know, ultimately he made the right decision there. How big a disappointment is is it that there's no Upton at the end of it? Massive, yeah. I think um, I think two years ago, going into the Upton, we knew how strong St Paul's were and how difficult that would be. And we, we had to change the way we played in that game to try and get a result out of it, being don't concede 10 men behind the ball and, and try and get a goal off a set piece, if you like. But I think had there been an Upton this year, and obviously we haven't seen the, the quality of the Jersey League, but had there been an Upton this year, I'd have been really confident that we'd have had a good crack at it and we'd have gone about it in the way that we go about a Prio game, I think. How would you feel if if something could be done, shall we say, beginning of next season or you know, beginning of August, that we could stage some sort of Upton fixture? Would you still be up for that? It, I think it's difficult because I think you've got to draw a line on a season somewhere and move forward. Um, and personally, I think once this season's done, I'd like to look forward to next season and start planning for 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 kind of you know those those challenges. Um, I think you might lose a little bit of focus just to play one game in an Upton, where you know let's draw a line, let's move forward and, and get the Uptons played next year. Oh, do I know? You can't turn down a chance to play Jersey. I'll be keen. <laughs> I'll be. Yeah. I think there's some, an element from what I hear in Jersey that they would be keen to do uh, something. 
yeah. you know, you know. So you well, if that's the case, never, we certainly wouldn't turn it down. No, we love watch this space. Watch yeah, this okay, space. good. Yeah, yeah. Talking the next season already because there's, there's not much of a gap this year between the two two campaigns. I, I, is it right, John? Peace is going. And... No, uh, no. Um, we're we're still discussing what what the plan is for next season. I think. Will you be around again? I will certainly you? will be. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'll be my fifth season next year, um, and we, you know, I think we we want to get to the end of this season before we can, you know, um, put the blocks in place for next season. But there certainly needs to be some sort of succession planning at some point. Um, I think the nature of the Premier League these days is the coaches and well, players don't really old, stay too long. <laughs> Do you fancy it? <laughs> so, Simon's getting old. Doddy's getting old. George is getting Absolutely. old. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, any of them want to do it? They're welcome. <laughs> My hats off to you. It's not. Yeah, not easy. You, you know, at some point, somebody else will, will have to take it on. And I think it's, we're in a position of strength at the moment, being champions, that we can start thinking to the future. But um, I certainly don't plan to do anything else next season. No, I guess, look, I was looking in, it, 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 would, it seems a really good job to have at the moment because everybody's buying into the, into the cause. You can quite, easily, quite clearly see that whether their players are young or they're advanced, you know, mature players, that everybody wants to wants to do something. I mean, I was so impressed seeing Simon Gill sort of, you know, working his socks off um, pitch side the last couple of weeks, trying to get back fit again. Um, There is a great atmosphere at St Martins, which you don't get at every club in in, in the island. This season's taken me back to when when I played as a youngster under Colin Fallows and Colin Renouf. Kind of that... um, Yeah, so much much different to two years ago, I'd say. Um, Even though the setup. Coaching setups the same, and um, there's been that real feel of wanting to play for the coaches. Not that you should never not have that, but I played football for a long time, and I know sometimes it is that wasn't the case. But um, and we've got such a hard-working, honest, loyal group of players at St Martin's this season that it's um, it's, it's really helped, and uh, the results are. Yeah, it's been kind of if you came to see us train we train with the same intensity that we play. And it's, it's really interesting. You get the, the kind of younger group and the older group both go off and get their own set of bibs to play each other. So, you know, when we train and when whatever we do in training, well, however competitive it is, the youngsters want to take on the older generation. And that really helps us because it kind of really intensifies training. So I think, you know, when we were kind of challenged with two games a week, if you like, since lockdown, that wouldn't be an issue for us, we said from the offset, because we train twice a week with that intensity, maybe not for 90 minutes, maybe it's just an hour, but actually, if you train the way you play, then, you know, we, uh, I think we, we, we reap dividends from that. Yeah, Dom, obviously, you know, you've seen a fair bit now. Are you encouraged by the, the, the appetite and the, the talent that's coming through? There's still quite a few of us old ones left in the team now, so I don't know how much longer we're going to be playing, but we definitely, we've got a good balance up at St Martins, I think, at the moment, and having those experienced players, I'd like to think, helps the the youngsters progress quicker. Um, but even, I think, the couple of years below breaking into the Prio, there's some really um, talented players in St Martins. Uh, you set up there, Dan Letizia has done a fantastic job in the, over the past few years, and... Uh, I know we've lost a couple to the UK, but um, yeah, there's plenty more. So uh, it's yeah, it's good times. 
How have you felt it, Dom, coming back into domestic football after all those years with GSC in front of 700, 800 crowd? I mean, do you feel... Was it a struggle to get back involved? Or? Yeah, it wasn't a struggle as such. Um, I just enjoy playing football. It is different. Um, yeah, and like we had a discussion earlier, sometimes playing in front of a handful of people, it's just different to what I was used to over the last five to ten years, but it's still a game of football at the end of the day. Um, I'm just happy to still be playing football injury-free at my age. Um, I'm happy to be playing for St Martin, so, yeah, it's different, but it, it, playing in front of that many people is not going to go on forever, so, for, for me, so... Do you envisage staying on for a, for a wee while yet? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Touch wood, as long as my body allows, then, yeah. I've really enjoyed this season. I can't um, stress how much I have enjoyed it, so definitely. Mm. And I guess, with that in mind, already the prospects of next season are looking quite good and quite tasty in terms of a competition. You know, um, GFC will be back, so that's going to take some players out. But it's going to be, you would expect, it's going to be... Again, quite keen competition between you and Rovers, Sylvans, Manza Rangers, possibly. Bells are on the up. So it's going to be, um, it should be an enticing thing to, to, to be involved in, I would guess. Yeah, I can't see it being any different to this year. Um, yes, we're, the teams will lose players to GFC. Um, we'll lose a couple potentially, but. Um, if we do lose players, I'd rather lose them to GFC than other clubs. Yeah. Put it that way, but you know those that do make the step up or, or decide that they want a different challenge, it just presents somebody else within our squad or one of the youngsters with an opportunity themselves. And you know if the uh, the older generation are going to continue, um, as as Dom's indicated, then that's that's great for these youngsters coming through. I mean, the education they get um, through through our training sessions, through playing with these players, is invaluable in my in my mind. We've got we've got a couple that can potentially. Make that move, but I don't. I haven't. I don't know whether they will. But um, as long as it's not thirteen players this time. <laughs> I mean, in general terms, I mean, um, how do you see the local game, Leon? I mean, do you think we're in pretty good nick, or do you? Is there some bugbears that you'd like to see put right? Yeah, I think. Um, I think it's been a really good season because it's been so competitive. And you look at the two games we we lost this year, um, one to Rovers and, and one to Alderney, and Alderney finished bottom. So it goes to show the strength of the league. Um, so I think that's good. And I think if we can continue to have a competitive league going forward, it will it will pay dividends. Um, you know, some of those players that have played for GFC that uh, have stepped back into the into the local league, I think that's really important as well. Um, because it kind of raises the profile of, of the, the teams and the players and, and the league, but it also um, kind of sets a standard for those youngsters coming through. And yes, we, we've obviously been very lucky to, to have Dom and Simon and, and Jamie this season, but uh, it'd be good to see some of those other players continue playing for local clubs if they don't go back to GFC, because it, uh, it just raises the bar for everybody. Dom, one thing I'd like to ask you, I mean, you've been around a long time now. Um, in terms of local defenders and Jersey defenders, who who have you enjoyed battling with more than anyone? Is there anybody you thought, oh oh, you know we're in, I'm in for a, a good kicking today, or I'm going to be potentially dominated? I'm going to have to win. Non-local, so Jersey. I remember always having Stuart Andre. He's always. I grew up similar ages. We grew up um, together. He's a, a plenty a battle with him, and it, I always found it tough. Um, against him, I think he's still playing for St Paul's. 
So you never know. We may. It's been a few years, but we may lock horns again. We may lock horns again. Um, locally, the last couple of years, I'd like to probably. I'd mentioned Jacob Fallows. I think since he's, I, he's, yeah, I struggled to aerially to to um, out battle him. So he's he's impressed me. Um, obviously, quite a large chunk of my time was playing for GFC, so I wasn't playing against local players as such. Um, but Jamie Dodd, somebody who's always from just training with him, um, it's hard hard to get get one up on him in training. He's got pretty much ever, an all round game, everything, um, and it's, it's been great having him lining up for us this season. Um, How do you think your own game has pro- has progressed over the years? I mean, do you? I mean, because you started out very much a midfielder. Yeah. And to be honest, here, I mean, I, when you first played it in midfield in that time under yeah. the con, I wasn't that impressed by your midfield capabilities. It was only when you were pushed forward that I, wow, as a different player here, yeah. you know. Um, do you fit, how, how do you feel your own game has progressed in your. Yeah, it's definitely changed. Um, I can be honest and say I'm not the most technically gifted player. Um, Talent-wise, not the quickest. Hard-working, maybe yes. Um, an honest player. I've tried to do the basics. Yeah, I've kind of been pigeonholed into being a, a an old-fashioned number nine kind of target man. Probably, I think I mentioned to Leon a few times, and I know I've played up front for Saints, but I do, even what you said, I do prefer, and I've always preferred to play in midfield. Uh-huh. And, yeah, much rather. Sometimes I feel, because my strengths lie in, in the aerial side of the game that I feel sometimes you're kind of missing out on parts of the game um, but I understand as I get older that I'm not can going to be we, able can, to can we, see a fo- can we envisage a 40 year old Dom Yeon playing centre half well, or deep uh, line yeah, central midfield <laughs> I've done that I started playing the centre half as a kid to be honest um, and that's usually the way that you go as you get older you usually go yeah, front yeah, to back that's right, yeah. I seem to have gone the other way well Ross was quite keen about yeah. dropping back yeah. and being far more involved because that's kind of what happens when you lose a pace but I never had that pace to lose so maybe it's <laughs> yeah I mean, it's still a big week ahead, or a big couple of weeks potentially ahead. Is there still uh, gas in the tank? Absolutely, yeah. Um, everybody's raring to go. Um, really looking forward to the game against Manza tomorrow and the uh, Jeremy final on, on Saturday. And again, as a coach, I've got some decisions to make. Pretty much everybody's available again. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great problem to have. And having... Well, still being in two competitions means that the squad can be balanced uh, accordingly. But uh, yeah, can't wait. I mean, if you could land those two trophies as well, then the Jeremy and the Genzia FA Cup as well. Uh, yeah, well, obviously we're looking ahead a couple of weeks, but where would that kind of sit in, in sort of Saints of recent history? Yeah, I think, you know, when we started the season, we knew how competitive it was going to be and there would be a lot of competition and you know there's still some very good teams left in these competitions Rovers obviously a, a quality side that we'll be fight, facing on Saturday and uh, with, if Manza turn up with their, their strongest 11 we know we're in for a, a tough game tomorrow but if we could pick up one or two more of those cups um, it'd be brilliant um, you know I think we'd be absolutely delighted Rob, Rob mentioned the Upton before is that next challenge for, for Guernsey's clubs is to, to, to start to really challenge again in the Jeremy that we were in yeah. I was thinking that before when you were chatting about it. It's been a while, hasn't it, since they've been competitive. Um, understandably, GFC had a had a negative impact on that. But now that Jersey have set up their own team, then I'm guessing um, they may become a bit more competitive. 
I know we haven't had any for a couple of years, but um... no, I think since the ball set up, there hasn't been any any upsons or you know. But um, the first season, so last season, obviously when it was not avoided, I think we played St Pauls in the WeWay Cup, and that went ninety minutes and extra time. So the the competition was there because um, they'd obviously lost some of their better players as well. But I'd hope it'd be more competitive. And as I said, you know, I'd fancy our chances. And actually, maybe if there was an opt-in in September, October, that would really benefit us um, because Jersey Bulls and GFC would be playing and perhaps um, St Paul's or whoever won the league over there would lose more players than we would. And we'll wait and see. Well, uh, yeah, best of luck uh, yeah, in the final few games of the season. We'll be following things uh, closely, of course, as ever. Yeah, Leon Dom, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Leon Meekin and Dom Yom there from St. Martin's. Uh, right, Rob, I think everyone's been hanging on for your Prio team of the season. Uh, interesting. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not so sure about the people <laughs> hanging on there, Tony, but never mind. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it then. Um, take us through your, your 1 to 11. Well, first of all, I m- must make it quite clear that this is not a Marathi team. If we always able to pick a Marathi team, and God help us, um, they ever give me the res- the responsibility to give a, pick a Marathi team, so we might be in trouble then. But um, no, this is very much a a group of players who have really impressed me in domestic football this year, and um, for a variety of reasons I'll explain. Um, and in the end, we end up probably with five St Martins in in the side. I could have easily had seven or eight, but I felt that there's some of these players from the other clubs that just couldn't couldn't have been left out. So. Here we go, a goalkeeper, um, Nick Batiste from Sylvans, who has had a really, really strong season, impressed me time and time again. Um, Jason Martin, of course, who was the keeper at St Martins, has done nothing wrong at all. And I'm sure probably when it came to Marathi selection, Jason would have got the nod. Um, and I wouldn't argue with that. But most of the time this season, Jason has been st- stood stood behind a really, really solid defence and hasn't had a lot to do, while Nick has had an awful lot to do on, on, on occasion and has been terrific. You know, he, is, he made some brilliant reflex saves um, against Rovers at the weekend. He's very strong in the air, great distribution, has come on an awful lot this season and is certainly one I think will be... In a full season with you know Marathi football etc, um, we'll be um, pushing Jason Martin and Josh Addison hard for that number one jersey. I wouldn't rule it out in the future. As for the back four, um, on the right back, I've gone for George Mason. Um, has been really rock solid for St Martins all season. Um, very tall lad, um, um, very fit as we know from his summer exploits and the all terrain where he sort of gives his younger brother his yes his younger brother Ed a run for his money over in that sort of weekly fitness test he's very strong great attitude underrated good head on his shoulders just the sort of right player you want as a coach um, alongside him another big man in Jacob Fallows who's been the outstanding center half this season there's no doubt about it he really has come on as a player and is a strong is a big reason why Sylvans have been so convincing this year um, I think in the last year he has since he's been moved to central defence he's become he's matured as a player and um, they'll, he'll be badly missed when he goes back to the United States in the in September to finish his um, studies over there because um, he's been a real real force this year and Marathi centre half in the making no doubt about that alongside him 
Um, Sarge Lanuri, the St Martin's captain, you just couldn't leave him out. I mean, week in, week out, he has been absolutely terrific leading that team. He's one player who I'm uh, would not be in a Marathi team. Um, you've got to be. You've got to make that clear. He's not as good as Jamie Dodd. Not as good as Jacob Fallon. He's perhaps not as good as Tom Strawbridge. But in a St Martin shirt, he's been absolutely fantastic and a great skipper. Um, all the right attributes. Puts his body on the line. He gives everything for that team, and I think he symbolises the current St Martins. To be honest. I was tempted to put um, young Jake Lowe at left back, the St Martins left back, who's had a, a, a fine season as well. You know, great distributor of the ball, um, brings the ball out of defence very well. But in the end, I'm afraid I've had to leave him on the bench because I was really very keen to get in Ben Latok, um, the Rovers defender, um, who is more has played more of a, a left-sided centre back this season, but is quite able to play at left back. He really has come on a lot this year, Ben. Um, has always had a lot of talent, I think. He's but in recent years, he's he's been his his concentration has wavered and he's not been fully at it. Um, but this year, he really has been at it and he has really showed his quality. Um, very good on the ball, decent in the air, fantastic distribution, good reader of the game, um, a really good player in the making there, and um, he had to get in the side somewhere. Um, I've picked a middle three. Um, at the heart of that, and the, the deepest lying player I've gone for, Dave Merris. Get a Belgrave in there. Started the season at left back. Dave, I believe, is 40, 41, something like that, who came the island out of the blue um, in the last summer. Former York City professional, and you can see why. You know, since he's played um, in central midfield, He's been absolutely excellent for Belgrave. You can see why he was a pro. Does everything simply, right position, you know, and actually inspires the players around him. I really, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how much um, he will improve Belgrave's next year when he is um, assistant coach um, and also playing in that position from week one. If they can get some young legs around him, and in their forward line, Bells are going to be a very strong side because he, he knows how to play football and he's a joy to watch, he really is. Um, and doing the running alongside him in this team, I've, well, nobody does more running than Ben Coulter. He's been absolutely fantastic again this year. Um, real powerhouse. Um, very much like um, Chris Lanuri. You know, gives absolutely everything to the team. Doesn't leave anything out there. His knees erect, he will tell you. He's been had a lot of knee problems over the years. But in terms of commitment and strength, you know, you wouldn't want anybody else. And um, if it's true that he's going to be going back to Australia um, at the end of the summer um, to start a new life out there, well, he'll be um, severely missed by St Martin and Island football. He is a, a great example. He's got a lovely temperament as well. I mean, he gives it absolutely everything, but he's, he hasn't got a mean streak in him. He's just... He, he whacks people, he gets people whacking him and he just smiles and he just gets on with it. He's a real man and I, I really love watching him. And the other midfielder, um, Thomas Dodds. Um, you know, this, it was a bit of a surprise um, when he uh, moved to Manza, um, suddenly from Valrec, so we came through all the Valrec ranks. But um, he is one of the um, few GFC players um, who've been involved in this season who have really, really shown real commitment, I think, to every game. He has sort of 
treated it as as if he was playing for the Green Lions, and has been a, a terrific um, um, servant for the Mark Romwell side. Um, more often than not, as a centre half, and it's shown that's where he might well end up in his career. He, you know, he's a fine player, he's got all the right attributes. But I, for this, for this purpose, I put him in in midfield and alongside um, I, one. The, he and Ben will flank Dave Merris in the mid three. Up front, well, in the middle, I couldn't leave out Domio. He's been terrific again. You know, he's. As he said, explained before, he hasn't got the legs he once had, but um, you know he's really as a as a front man, he gives everything. He really gives centre halves a pile of problems. So strong in the air, he makes great runs. His attitude to the game is exemplary. Fantastic fitness and brings others into the game. It sounds like he's not going anywhere anytime soon either. No, uh, no, that's right. It's interesting to see that he may well be end up. He's quite happy to perhaps play play centre half. Um, <laughs> and either side of him, I've included Danny Hale, who was not very prominent the first part of the season, but since lockdown, really, he has, I think, been key to St Martin's rise rise away from the from the rest. I mean, he has been terrific. He's pulled defences left, right and centre. And, um, you know, when he strikes the ball, he's, he's got a lot of, to his game, Danny. Um, there are times where he drifts mentally, I think, in, in games and also he drifts mentally in terms of his actual uh, approach to the to the game. And that's probably why he hasn't realised the, the talent he quite clearly has. Um, but... He was very, you know, very important to St Martins winning this league and um, you can't leave him out. And the final player in the eleven is somebody who's the absolutely outstanding striker of the season. Um, it's Carl Smith from Sylvans. The quality of his goals have, have been incredible. Um, as I said recently, the four-goal haul he had at St Peter's. You, you could, it was undescribable that you know the standard of the finishes. And again on Saturday, in their last game of the season when they needed it most, he cropped up. Um, young Corey Brewer, the substitute, knocked the ball left into space for him. And instead of you know, it could have been a, a neat finish, tucked it either side of the keeper. Typical Kyle, absolutely lashed it high past the keeper into the roof of the net. Great finish, great to see, and. Um, he has shown what he is capable of again this year. Um, how far he'll go in the Guernsey game, we don't know. Whether he'll win a lot of Marathi caps, I don't know. Whether he'll go to GFC again and, and become a, you know, a regular in the GFC side, we just, you know, it remains to be seen. But if he just plays domestic football, we are going to have some fun with Kyle because he is, he's a quality finisher and um, I've really enjoyed watching him this season. Fantastic. Uh, well, I mean, it, on, you know, on paper, it looks a, a very handy side. It does, yeah. And I think it, 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 you wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be in my Marathi eleven. Um, you would quite clearly have a few other players who who would come into con- into contention there. But um, I think what it's got, it's got a lot of strength and a lot of nous and. Um, um, and a bit of flair thrown in as well. Well, this season is not quite over, of course. We've got a couple of cup competitions to be concluded. This week, of course, the Guernsey FA Cup semi-finals played out. Manza taking on St Martins uh, on Tuesday night before Sylvan's face 
uh, North Reserves, Red Lion on Wednesday. Then the Jeremy Cup final sees Rovers face St Martins uh, on Saturday afternoon and the, uh, the GFA Cup final the weekend after. Essentially a couple of, uh, couple of quite exciting Cup finals to look forward to, Rob. Well, let's hope so. I mean, If there's anything left in the tank. Yeah, Saint, you know, because Saints have sort of walked away with a title in the end. So in many ways, it, it, we haven't had the real exciting climax of the season, which we... We, we we envisaged when we emerged from lockdown. Um, so rather than a couple of um, just mundane cup finals with St Martins walk away with everything, it would be good that, um, to see re- two really competitive games to complete a very, very long season. Yeah, it's been a long season, hasn't it? Uh, let's leave it for there. We'll be back next week um, with one more Gensley Press Football podcast for this season, looking back on that Jeremy final and I think rounding up some of the um, the final placings and some of the teams to, to celebrate in uh, the rest of the local leagues. Uh, Rob, thanks very much. Enjoy the rest of your bank holiday. Thank you very much. <laughs>